1: While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet
2: or two arms length away from others, and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov.
3: Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
0: Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner
4: Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. we got a great show lined up today. Uh, coming up uh, during the third half of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk with uh, Dr. Tara Sell, who uh, has some strong uh, feelings. Uh, she is a um, oh let's see how would you describe her she is a uh, psycho um, therapist and uh, is interested with um, what's happening with homeschooling and how many kids are diagnosed with ADHD and prescribed medicine Dr. Cell is uh, a psychotherapist and brain health expert and uh, she thinks that uh, it, we're not letting kids be kids, but we'll, we'll get into all that during the third half of our three-hour tour today. Before that, we're going to talk with um, Drs. Uh, Bullock and Hall from the Washington University uh, Medical College in um, St. Louis about prostate cancer and racial disparity, which is a really kind of an interesting conversation. But first, coming up uh, here in just a moment, I'm going to be uh, joined by phone with, the with, um, let's see, uh, let, me, let me get this right, Nathan Schumacher from the Appalachian Mountain Club, and he joins me by phone to talk about some of their uh, activities and programs. Um, Nate, uh, welcome to the show.
1: Hi Tom can you hear me
4: I can can you hear me okay
1: yeah great
4: Um, tell me what what exactly is the Appalachian Mountain Club
1: yeah so the AMC as we shorthand it the Appalachian Mountain Club uh, started in 1876 out here in Boston and um, is a group of people interested in conservation education and recreation in the outdoors um, it's grown from a small body of 33 original founders to, um, uh, at times, we have 80 to 90,000 uh, members. So it's a large uh, body of people who enjoy getting outdoors and recreating. And it reaches from, it's regional, so it reaches from Washington, D.C., uh, all the way up to Maine. So uh, all along the Appalachian Mountain chain. Um, but we always get confused with the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, which is the caretaker for the whole Appalachian Trail as it reaches Maine to Georgia. And
4: now you've got people who are concerned about conservation and and are interested in outdoor recreation and, and exploration and so on, um, but is it what what are the programs like is it a lobby group is it uh, you know a bunch of people that get together and go camping what 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 exactly do you do
1: <laughs> all of those things um <laughs> we,
4: i had a feeling nate
1: yeah so it, it's it's a rather large nonprofit um we definitely lobby uh on behalf of outdoor recreation but also conservation so um, we lobbied for uh, the Land and Water Conservation Fund, um, which Congress fully funded again in 2019, um, which just helps conserve uh, land that will then protect drinking water and um, also provide recreation opportunities in um, those areas. So, so we're certainly active on that and as well as uh, climate initiatives to make sure that um, we're not impacting future generations um, as, as far as the global warming. But uh, we're also uh, about local activities. Um, in our region, we have 12 chapters, and uh, such as the uh, Boston chapter and Worcester chapter here, two big cities in Massachusetts. Um, so we have some, some local chapters where volunteers uh, learn to uh, guide and, and initiate uh, trips that are in their own neighborhoods or kind of geographically closer to them. Um, but we also have some travel programs where people can join AMC volunteer leaders and actually go abroad. Um, so we have oh, um, really? in, in non-COVID times yeah sure uh, we even are doing some trips that are doing hiking biking uh, other outdoor activities in Europe um, in other places as well so um, so it's just a club that uh, a club that gets people out um, uh, however they want to recreate so that's that's part of the be outdoors initiative um, is knowing that the outdoors is is good for wellness um, and however you choose to be outdoors is fine by us
4: i'm glad you mentioned covid nate um have you been able to continue to encourage outdoor activities it seems like some of these things um, at a time when people are being encouraged to sort of stay indoors and shelter uh, in place or at home. Um, have you been able to keep some programming going and allow opportunities for people who are suffering from pandemic fatigue to, to get out and camp and explore while at the same time maintaining social distancing?
1: Yeah, I think like everyone kind of, if we're turn, turning back to the history of March, um, there seemed to be a complete shutdown as we started to think about how to, how to deal with the crisis. Um, and then, as, as we got our, our game plan in place, um, volunteers have been leading hikes out. Um, they've had to, uh, you know, they're leading hikes masked whenever uh, they can't maintain distance. Um, their groups are limited to 10. Uh, everyone has to register for contact tracing for group meetups. Um, So there's certainly some limitations where it used to be that, you know, somebody would post on our activities database uh, on activities.outdoors.org, like, hey, I'm leading this hike, come join me. And and a lot of people could just come and show up and and have a good time. And now there's a few more protocols um, to make sure that, uh, if somebody does uh, test positive that they can contact trace back and let individuals know that um, as well as uh, just the safety concerns of making sure that that everybody's being appropriate in these times
4: you know in in even in non pandemic times um people don't spend as much time outdoors as as they used to um and I'm thinking decades ago and, you know, 100 years ago, uh, people pretty much stay indoors and, and, you know, do their recreation indoors. Um, the work you do with young people, um, are you surprised about what they don't know about being outdoors and and what kinds of things you can explore and do?
1: Um, I think, the, I think the biggest thing is that young people are surprised by the outdoors and what they, what they take away from it. Um, and when engaging people, uh, young people, you know, I, I have historically worked with a lot of 11 to 18 year olds in programming. And, um, they realize that they don't need their cell phone as much as they, they thought they did. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's, so that, a, that's an important that's like one lesson. The number one comment to, in taking that away is that um, after, after an eight-hour day of, of being involved in hiking or canoeing or what have you, um, they kind of realize that they didn't check their, their feed at all. Um, during that time and, and actually it felt pretty good so um, I think we, we are all wired now, and I think it, the work will be even more important as you know youth have been online for school for so long and and I feel are a little burnt out um, but just like adults, um, youth are wowed by by what they see out there and and things that are bigger than themselves um, and they really when we bring youth together in the outdoors much like adults they really appreciate the social interactions with peers um, whether or not they know each other um, there's something about being able to talk to people while also being in a calming space that really brings people together fairly quickly. It, are the activities of the group Um, At
4: at least the interactions with young people, for example, does that tend to be kind of seasonal? Massachusetts, like Michigan, where I am, gets snow. So it's a little hard to hike and camp when there's snow on the ground.
1: So we train uh, leaders to to take their certain populations out. So whether you're an adult, um, serving your chapter... um, and as a leader, you can kind of choose your pathway. Uh, the outdoors n- never closes, we like to say. So, <laughs> um, so there's just you know needing to know what you're what you're doing out there. And so there are leadership tracks. So if somebody wants to know more about leading in the in the winter time, um, they they can grasp that. We have a that's kind of what this initiative is we have a few different online um activities uh coming up next tuesday and thursday 6 to 7 p.m uh, we have a couple of um winter based uh trainings that wow. are free to free to anyone you could find them on activities.outdoors.org again and um, the next one tuesday is leave no trace So we partner with uh, the Leave No Trace uh, group, which provides ethics about being outdoors. And they're gonna do Leave No Trace uh, centered on winter uh, time. And then we have uh, 10 essentials of hiking. So the things that you need to bring with you focused on winter and that's Thursday night, six to seven PM. So anybody can uh, look on, the website activities.outdoors.org and, and join us um, also you can check out our facebook uh, appalachian mountain club and uh, connect that way but back to your original question uh, we we try and provide uh the groups that we're partnering with the resources to be comfortable in the outdoors no matter what season so um we have an initiative called Educators Outdoors, and that's working with um, greater Boston and greater New York City, as well as other larger um, population centers to make sure that uh, youth who don't have outdoors necessarily right in their neighborhood have the opportunity to go outside and experience that. So well, with, this is
4: with great. that, we provide... Nate, this is great. Right um, here. I, I hate to I, I hate to interrupt you, Nate, but I have to put a yeah. comment here. Um, I have to take a break here. Can we Can you stand by for just a, a few minutes and and we'll talk some more? Great. Okay, Nate Schumacher is from the uh, Appalachian Mountain Club, and uh, we're going to let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial, don't click that mouse. We'll be back with more right after this.
1: Hello, out there, everybody! It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-U-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Thunder program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs>
4: Wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of COVID-19. Wear your mask correctly. Wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before putting on your mask. Holding the ear loops or ties, make sure the mask covers your nose and mouth and secure it around your chin. Try to fit it snugly against the sides of your face. Make sure you can breathe easily and keep the mask on the entire time you're in public. To learn more, visit cdc.gov coronavirus.
3: congressman dan Kildee, and you're listening to the tom sumner program
4: hey welcome back everybody we continue now with my conversation with nate schumacher from appalachian mountain club nate welcome back to the show thanks for sticking around sorry to make you sit through all that (laughs) that's all right um nate i asked you what the uh, appalachian mountain club was in the last segment and um you said it was founded in in Boston. Why the name Appalachian Mountain Club and not, say, for example, the Great Outdoors Club or something else?
1: Yeah, so so again, we are regional in, in uh, the upper Appalachian Mountain chain uh, region. Uh, Boston folks uh, were certainly captivated by the, the mountains in New Hampshire, and so they were recreating – uh, in the White Mountain National Forest, as we know it now, before it existed. Um, the club was founded in 1876 and uh, and then has been expanding and, and doing more work uh, on conservation and recreation uh, since. And um, for your, your listeners who don't know, um, how we kind of got started is that we have uh these huts that are up in the mountains and people can hike to them and uh there's dinner and breakfast provided by a hut crew and uh and then they go hiking yeah they're they're spaced about eight uh miles apart on the appalachian mountain trail and um and so you know hikers who through hike can certainly stop by and and uh, enjoy their services, but also they're about four miles or so from a trailhead. So a lot of uh, New Englanders, as well as other folks from further away, will come out and vacation and um, spend it hiking. And they're they're kind of unique in uh, not only do they provide food and that type of thing, but there are bunk rooms. So it's it's very communal space where you might have. Um, and they're rather large, so between 30 and 90 people will be staying up on a, on a mountain uh, with each other and enjoying company and food and, and whatnot, and then go on their merry way um, the following day. Now, this it,
4: it, it, has this trail been in existence for, like, a really long time? Is this the, the historic Appalachian Trail?
1: Yeah, so the, so the Appalachian Trail, again, maintained by the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, right. um, was a vision to connect a lot of different communities um, and a lot of trail system that had already existed but had not been connected. So um, people have been going to the White Mountains and in, in Green Mountains of Vermont um, for a long time period of time before the Appalachian Trail fully linked everything together. Um, and so one of the uh, continuously maintained and hiked trails in the United States, the oldest, uh, is the Crawford Path, and that leaves right out the doors of uh, one of our roadside lodges, the Highland Center. And so um, so that, that trail was um, founded by you know, people well before the the whole existing Appalachian Trail, um, that that we know and love.
4: Now, when you refer to it as a trail, is it um, is is this just a path through the through the woods that goes over the mountain? What what do you encounter on the trail?
1: Yeah. So um, let's see. So so the trail is. Uh, a dirt path, and it will go over um, rocks and and but but has been maintained and and laid out so that there are steps um, and I think young people that I engage who aren't normally you know used to being on the trail. They kind of think that it just happens that people walk on the trail and it's just made, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just like just, you would. It's just uh, traffic worn path. Or but but uh, it's maintained with uh, water bars to to provide drainage and uh, stone staircases and and things like that. But um, in the White Mountain region, you would certainly go from a forest that has uh, spruce trees and and broadleaf trees like your maples and um, further in New Hampshire some some oaks um, and then and then you climb up in elevation and you would leave that area and watch the most of the broadleaf trees disappear into just spruce and fir um, that you might be similar to kind of your upper Michigan ecosystems of uh, the Upper Peninsula. And then uh, from there, uh, once you get past about 4,000 feet of elevation, you see those trees start to shrink to uh, about eight feet at height and then disappear from the landscape altogether as you get towards 5,000 feet of elevation. Um, And it just turns into sedges and grasses over rocky Landscapes that might be more familiar to um, if you've been watching shows in Scotland or um, you know upper moor type feeling, and then uh, the top of Mount Washington is 6,288 feet, and um, and that is kind of still rocky, and it's it, it's funny because you hike up there and there's a party because there's a state park on top of Mount Washington. So um, you can take a car and drive the auto road up there or uh, the COG Railroad. And um, so uh, there's a little bit for, for everyone. But
4: So people visit this area, you know, um, not just as part of, of guided hikes and, and trips that, that you put together, but there are people who... Uh, travel that, that trail and, and go to some of these places independently as well?
1: Yes, and um, part of AMC's mission is to to educate um, not only people that are, are certainly members, but also the general public. So we are, are permitted with the White Mountain National Forest to provide visitor services. Um, and one of the main things that the huts also do, as well as our uh, base lodges is, is to educate visitors who may just sh- show up and want to know what hikes are best or um, you know we are certainly providing uh, potable water and a you know place to use the restroom to lessen impact um, out there in the wilderness and so um, you know a huge part of, of our job is to make sure that people are uh, comfortable in recreation but also doing it in a safe manner and lessening their impact on the ecosystems that they're visiting. Um,
4: now are these, um, once you start hiking this trail, is this something that, that people could do as a day trip or are there, um, or do you generally expect that there's going to be camping involved over, you know, several days?
1: Well, so, so because our, you know, certainly there's the Appalachian Trail, and I think that's what you're referring to when you say the trail. Yeah. But um, there's a whole network of trails. So, you know, we are supporting trail advocacy throughout the, you know, our entire reach. So, um, you know, there are, we're, we're getting, we're hoping to, to educate people so that they're confident in finding their trail that might be in their local uh, woods um, as as well as as the lo- longer trails, but yes you you can do the Appalachian trail um, in sections uh, and so so some people just day hike uh, certain sections and they 're called section hikers, or you can do it all in one swoop um, it's called a through hike um, and and then you have people who uh, are also called flip floppers which means that they'll hike half of the A- AT from Georgia to like Virginia in one direction, and then they'll uh, go from Maine back to their leaving point um, the other way. But uh, again, it, it we encourage people to to recreate how how it feels comfortable, and then of course um, seek out education so that. They can you know choose their goals and, and work towards those in a um, way that feels safe and supportive are there are there
4: similar organizations um, in in other parts of the country around other mountain ranges like the Rockies and so on
1: you know i I don't I don't specifically know. Um, I just
4: wondered if you enjoyed any sort of reciprocity, you know, and and have people from, you know, a Rocky Mountain Club come, you know, and hike, uh, you know, the Appalachian Trail and vice versa, you know, that that sort of thing. I just I just wondered if there were some other similar groups.
1: Yep, um, mem- we don't have any membership reciprocity, um, but. Again, we're just advocating for use of public lands, so um, it's you know open to anyone who wants to to come and and enjoy these areas. We certainly um, on our travel programs uh, members will get together and head out towards uh, they they like to do things out in like Washington state with the north cascades and um, and, and explore other parts of uh this vast country but um, yeah I, I think we are we definitely want to advocate with that we're also engaging smaller partners who are in the work of conservation as well so, sure um how
4: do you, know, you how, how do you draw um members in how do you attract members do you do school programs and and you know go to to block clubs in Boston and you know wherever you can get the word out how do you uh, get people to to learn about your organization and the programs that are available
1: well I think each of the 12 regional chapters probably goes about it a little bit differently depending on what they're what they're doing but um, I think that's one thing that we're working on as an organization is diversifying our leadership, um, both socioeconomically, as well as, um, racially and trying to bring in more and be more inclusive. Um, in for, you know, we believe the outdoors is for everyone and we hope that everyone will, um, enjoy our mission of, uh, fostering the protection enjoyment and understanding of the outdoors. Um, I think there, you know, there are a lot of um intro to the outdoor uh programs so uh just recently we've had some successful sign ups even in these times for intro to winter hiking where people are you know coming coming together online uh at first to learn about layering and uh Certain outdoor gear that you want for winter, and then um, and then meeting up in their smaller groups to uh, hike uh, and try out that gear, and then their goal is to summit a 4,000 footer in winter, um, so 4,000 feet of elevation, and um, and be comfortable in that. So taking taking people who may or may not have been too active as far as as getting outdoors and hiking and and having a progression that then they can say I did that um and and feel confident. Um and and so there are lots of those programs. With youth, um in our partnerships with um boys and girls clubs, YMCAs, um really any nonprofit organization or school that um has the ability to to get out and partner with us, um, we're providing uh, gear access. We have gear libraries that are close to those um, those populations that we're working with, and then um, we train their leaders uh, and provide um, mentorship to those leaders so that they feel confident in leading their own youth outdoors. So we're we're hoping that those those leaders can then um strengthen their connection to to the youth that they're mentoring um, and and do that in a way like we provide boots and socks and backpacks and sleeping bags and rain gear and all the things that you might need on like a camping or or hiking excursion so that we're breaking down the barrier of the equipment and um is there, Hel- helping is the there predators. so
4: much human traffic that wildlife isn't a factor or or is wildlife a factor on on some of these uh, sojourns on the
1: various trails yeah i mean i hope wildlife is a factor in some way um but I'm uh, thinking, you know, I'm
4: thinking confusing. big cats and and uh, yeah. bears and and you know some things that we we think of as being a little bit frightening about uh, the great outdoors.
1: Yeah, bears are are certainly around, um, and at our backcountry and front country campsites and such, there are bear boxes to put your smelly uh, camping things and you know food. Toiletries, those types of things in there. Um, our trainings definitely cover um, wildlife and how is, how to make it, sure that you're minimizing impact. Is and, it is it is
4: it important to have uh, a uh, a buddy with you that that you can outrun? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that, you that definitely that don't old, want that old, to that old joke about I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. And then of course, in all seriousness, you don't want to run from a bear. Um, you want to make yourself large, but not threatening to the bear. So put your hands over your head, but, um, don't look directly in their eyes. Of course, we're talking about Eastern black bears. Um, and, and back away. And of course, if you're in a group huddle as a group, um, be be loud, and but not aggressive, and but you know, um, really the the bear interactions are when you've got something that is enticing. So that is mainly making sure that you aren't leaving food bits around. Um, you're you know cooking, cooking, and then cleaning your dishes and not doing that right next to your tent. Um, you know, those, those types of cares. I would also say that um, when I'm going out with youth, we're worried about the impacts on smaller creatures and making sure that they're also not visiting us. So, you know, keeping uh, granola bar wrappers out of pockets because the mice will come in and chew your expensive rain jacket. Or, <laughs> um, you know, uh, impacts by smaller creatures are much more common than than anything with bears i I would be happy to to see bear and moose and and all but it's very it's pretty uncommon um when you're traveling in a group like many of us do um but having having seen a moose on a trail with youth from uh the town that i live in lowell which is a old industrial factory town of about a hundred 110,000 people, um, and get, getting to share that moment was pretty uh, inspiring for them, but also inspiring for me and rewarding. Um, so I, I know that I don't want to take up uh, all our time. I, I know that you have a few tips that you might want uh, us to share just as far as yeah, getting please, out locally. Please
4: do, because we just we just have a few minutes left
1: yeah so um one is to think about layering you don't need a bunch of fancy clothes to go outside um although you know everything these days is engineered for being optimally performing optimally um under certain conditions we use uh, a three-layer system of just polypro or polypropylene um so you're looking for your synthetic uh, layer So polyester is in these days for base layer, so something close to your skin. And then we use a fleece layer, uh, either wool or, again, synthetic fabric uh, for an insulating layer over that. And then a rain or wind protection layer, um, something waterproof to, to keep all of the underneath dry. And you just want to dress like an onion. Um, and so you can peel those layers off if you get hot or put more on if you get cold. And um, we'd like to like to say, think wisely about your clothing. So wise is just an acronym for wicking, uh, insulating, sheltering, and extra. Um, so those three layers, you know, the base layer wicking, uh, your fleece is your insulating, your rain gear, as your sheltering, and then making sure that you have something extra in the winter to throw on uh, in case you get even colder. But also your extremities, so making sure your hands, your face, and your head are covered um, is a great way, great way to start out dressing yourself. Um, if you don't have waterproof boots, you know winter boots are great and have insulation, but um, people may not have those right now. Um, one thing you might think about in protecting your feet is certainly having an extra pair of socks, but, um, you can also grab some gallon Ziplocs. And just like, you know, I grew up in Oklahoma and we didn't have insulated boots um, cause it didn't snow there very much, but we would use bread sacks and yeah. throw those over our feet. And so for the adult situation is you can use gallon Ziplocs and your feet will fit in those and then you can slide those into your your regular hiking boots or whatever and kind of create a um, water barrier to keep your socks dry. Your feet will certainly still sweat, but um, that's why a change of socks is is great. Um, And, you know, you always want to think about moving uh, out there. You don't want to choose uh, activity in the wintertime that's too stationary. So certainly, um, walking around or, you know, doing other things that are going to keep you warm and moving, but also if your hands get cold, um, you can just shake them out. We like to do an activity where you do a countdown for each, um, appendage. And so if you're shaking your arm, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, and you go all the way down to zero for each, uh, each appendage, and that will warm you up. So, do some dance moves out there. Um, and of course, one of my favorite things: winter. You burn a lot more calories. So, um, in a study by Knowles, an outdoor group, uh, they found that on a on the same hike, but the difference being winter or spring. In winter, you you burn about a thousand more calories a day on on their hike so about 33 33 percent more um outdoors in the winter trying to keep yourself warm nate Um, i've
4: got to put another comment here i've got another break coming up can you stick around and we'll have a few final thoughts uh All right. My guest is uh, Nate Schumacher from the Appalachian Mountain Club, sharing some uh, tips about getting outdoors and some information about uh, some of their programs with regard to uh, hiking and uh, camping and, and enjoying the outdoors exploring and so on we'll uh let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break if you're streaming us we have some messages as well so don't touch that dial don't click that mouse we'll be right back
5: hi this is joe by from the blue Lions, and you're listening to the tom sumner program
1: if you are sick with covid19 or think you might have it take steps to help protect other people from getting sick stay home except to get medical care Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a mask to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. Avoid
4: sharing items with other people in your home. This includes things like towels and
1: bedding. Be sure dishes are washed in hot water or the dishwasher before anyone else uses them. Stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or if you are worried about your health, call your doctor. For more tips, visit cdc.gov.
4: Hey, this is Tom. Most of the music you hear on the Tom Sumner program is provided by local artists. Tune in Fridays for live music and conversation with some of the area's most talented singers, songwriters, and performers. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hopper. Hi, this is Joe
5: By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice
2: Davis.
6: Hi, this is Rochelle Ray.
2: Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office.
6: I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemptail. Shada Buddy Buddy Da
4: The Tom Sumner program celebrating the rich talent pool from Flint, Genesee County, and throughout Michigan.
3: can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Lifebuoy which not only removes dirt but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Lifebuoy for hands
5: and face as well as the bath. Time Sumner Program.com. The Time Program.com.
3: Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom
4: Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with Nate Schumacher from the uh, Appalachian Mountain Club. Nate, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around.
1: Thanks for having me, Tom.
4: Just before the uh, break, you were um, sharing some some tips that, that is important for people, especially who want to get out during the cold weather.
1: Yeah, and um, <clears throat> so we were going over the base layers and just thinking about how to stay dry um, while you're out there, and with this Be Outdoors challenge, you know, we're, we're looking at wellness um, as either kind of a block time or maybe it's, it's 20 minutes outside every day. My wife and I have uh, mapped out just a few routes That we do in our neighborhood uh to keep ourselves sane in in these times and we have our (laughs) our short short medium and longer uh routes that we depending on how much time we have during the day and also just kind of what we're feeling about and how nice it is um so i always encourage people find find the streets the traffic isn't quite so loud on and uh head out, out head outdoors um this initiative is kind of based off of research that basically if you can spend two hours a week um, outside, then you're going to have a better health outcome. And of course um, there are other studies out there that, you know, adults need to be getting two and a half to five hours of exercise a week. So um, my, my advocacy is you can do do your exercise and get your outdoor time all in one fell swoop and um and winter doesn't have to be a time where you take a break from the outdoors.
4: Yeah, and and I have a, a friend and, and colleague who goes out for you know a different walk every day. He just he picks an area and and he goes for a walk. He takes his camera with him and takes pictures. and sometimes they're they're nature scenes and sometimes they're inner city scenes, but he gets out and he walks around and he takes pictures, shares those pictures on Facebook. and it's kind of a kind of a fun thing and it, and it gets him out every day.
1: Yeah, so if any of your listeners um, want to kind of interact with us, uh, we're using the Be Outdoors Challenge hashtag as well as uh, hashtag AMC Outdoors so people can just post what they're doing to to get outside and oh, kind cool. of follow, c- follow what other people are doing to just to get ideas. Um, and, again, it doesn't have to be to large wilderness areas like we've been talking about, but um, your local – local woods or you know what we call pocket parks so you know they they're not huge but they do allow for a little bit of decompression
4: we're we're really fortunate uh here in uh genesee county where where flint is um our county has has more city and county parks than any other county in the state and so there there are some green spaces that people can get out and enjoy and that's one of the reasons why i thought it'd be fun to talk with you nate any any final thoughts and i always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about like the appalachian mountain club for example do you do you have a website
1: yeah so you can find the Appalachian Mountain Club AMC at outdoors.org. So that's fairly easy to remember. Sure. Um outdoors.org. And um <clears throat> we'll be revamping our website uh here fairly shortly to make it even more navigable. But um there's lots of great pictures on there to inspire you as well as you know um and certainly if you're a listener um, Further abroad, uh, we encourage you to uh, find out more about AMC, connect to a local chapter, get out on hikes. Um, the activities database at activities.outdoors.org is a great way to search for your area um, and see if there's any trip leaders leading uh, opportunities to, to socially engage while, while being out there. But we, we want the outdoors to be habit forming, um, you know, that's part of this initiative is, is getting out there and um, enjoying it. So, you know, another suggestion is just write down how you're feeling before you go outdoors and then uh, go outdoors and come back and write how you're feeling and, you know, express, express how, how the outdoors is affecting you and, um, and I just encourage more more interaction out there. I get so much from it, um, and I, you know I wish I could always be out there, but you know, just like everyone else, I'm stuck to zoom meetings and, and computer work a lot. Well, Nathan
4: Schumacher from uh, Appalachian Mountain Club has uh, been my guest this hour. And, Nate, I, I just I want to thank you for uh, spending this time and, and sharing uh, some information about the great outdoors. And I wish you uh, well and keep up the good work.
1: Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having us. Take care. All right.
4: We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead.
0: this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program.
5: Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here I am at Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. I went hiking with Joe Spivey. He developed poison ivy. You remember Leonard Skinner. He got ptomaine poisoning last night after dinner. All the counselors hate the waiters and the lake has alligators and the head coach wants no sissies so he reads to us from something called ulysses now i don't want this should scare you but my bunkmate has malaria you remember jeffrey hardy they're about to organize a searching party Take me home, oh mother fada. take me home, I hate Granada, don't leave me out in the forest where I might get eaten by a bear, take me I promise I will not make noise Or mess the house with other boys Oh, please don't make me stay I've been here one whole day (laughs) Dearest father, darling mother How's my precious little brother? Let me come home if you miss me I would even let Aunt Bertha hug and kiss me. <laughs> Wait a minute, it stopped hailing. Guys are swimming, guys are sailing, playing baseball. Gee, that's better. Modifada, kindly disregard this letter. <laughs>
6: We're I'll see you on the other side, I'll see you on the other side, I'll see you on the other side, and I'll meet you with arms open wide, I'll see you on the other side.
5: See you on the other side program.com. You pilots, get off of my lawn! We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner Program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. It's t-